0: Hello and welcome to the Lasso Podcast. Here we are, me and my co-host Maya. Hello. And we are here to talk about the Wonder Woman film. So you may have heard of it. Yeah, it only just um, broke some box office records this past weekend.
1: It's fine. <laughs> Women can't direct or star or anything. Yeah, it'll never work.
0: So. Basically, what we're going to do here is just collect our thoughts on the movie, what we liked, what we thought about the characters, things that we didn't like. So, pretty much, you know, just strap in, get ready for the ride, and see where it takes us. So, first off, we'll just start with the basic character sort of discussion, and obviously, where else better to start than Diana herself. So, Maya, what did, uh... What were your impressions of Diana throughout the movie?
1: Diana was amazing. Like I loved how she was just she was just herself the whole time. She was like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this my way. Like every turn it was like not really Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was just amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like just the the simple fact that She was so, so bent on her doing her mission and she knew in her heart of hearts that she wasn't going to let anything stop her. And you could see it, you know, right from the beginning when after her and Steve left the mascara and they went to Man's World and she was just right from the start. She's like, okay, we're going to the war now, right?
1: Right. And then just, oh my gosh. I could watch <laughs> the montage of her trying on clothes for forever, honestly. Oh, but, yeah. like, she never settled <laughs> until she was like, look, I can move in this one, and I can be what I want. It doesn't matter what you want <laughs> and what you think is right.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love, like, <laughs> when Etta's there, and, like, she does, like, all this. She's, she's, like, fangirling watching her try on all the clothes. It's so good.
1: I love Etta. I wish we'd gotten more Etta.
0: Yeah, she was she was really well portrayed in, you know, she her, you know, in different iterations of the comics, like she has sort of different interpretations. But this one in the movie kind of reflects the one from the Legend of Wonder Woman hardcover that came out a couple months ago, where it's like her classic character. So, yeah, I love... I, I, I mean, she she's, here.
1: like, bubbly and fun, but she's also super competent, which it's like, oh, you don't have to be the super serious person to be good at your job.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you could still have fun and be kick-ass at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, besides, you, you know, just when we see Diana try on the clothes and her reactions to being in london like when she is walking through the streets and you hear her like scream, oh a baby like that was so adorable
1: she is what we all want to be (laughs) literally like anytime you see a baby it's like oh no stupid societal like norms making meaning we can't
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like go
1: and squeal all over it (laughs)
0: I know, and then Steve's like, oh, nope, nope, nope. Say hi to the baby. Not, okay, you can't we do go. That. Nope, we can't do that. Yeah.
1: And then I love that she always loves the ice cream, no matter what iteration of Diana.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. That was perfect. That was like a, a throwback to one of the uh, animated Justice League shows, I think, or movies. hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think it was in a couple
1: of comics, too.
0: Yeah. So besides Diana, we talked about um, Etta also, and then we can't talk about them two without referring to Steve also. Uh, Steve played a big role in the film, which obviously represents his roles in the comics as well. Do you have any outstanding thoughts of Steve that were portrayed in the film?
1: So, I'm a massive Chris Pine fan already and I thought he just did such a good job. Like, I love how he he didn't apologize for being like having emotions and like doubting himself and doubting the world. Like he didn't put on this big macho man front for anyone. He just like was himself and he felt the way he did and was okay with that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Just the ways that he Talks to Diana about, especially in the climax of the movie, where after she kills Ludendorff... Oh yeah, sorry, this is going to be spoilers. I mean, <laughs> I think it's a review that.
1: of the movie. Spoilers <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. are,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, expected.
0: So, yeah. Um, so, but After she kills Ludendorff, and he's trying to, you know, talk to her about, okay, you know, yeah, we killed him, but... The, the things are still going on, you know, they're still loading that plane with bombs like we can go and stop it. Right. And when he's just like you can see him breaking down, trying to get through to her and like just the complete emotion that he's able to show is it's a performance I don't think I've seen in, in a film from a leading man like that in a long time.
1: Yeah, and gosh, when he was all it's not what they deserve it's what you believe I was just, mm-hmm. like, I could feel my heart breaking and, like, cause you know you know how like, I mean years of fighting the Great War has just, like, worn him down and, but he still believes that you know, that it can end
0: Yeah, he, he believes that in the you know the war can come to an end people whether no matter what side they're on if they choose to do the right thing you know they can they can solve what what needs to you know what needs to happen to end the uh war and just oh i could i could honestly gush about that whole scene for <laughs> hours it's oh my god it's, it's so a heartbreaking very
1: good scene. Okay. Oh that Uh, and no man's land are like my two tops of the whole thing
0: yeah so like yeah let's talk about the no man's land scene so like that was the, the whole lead up to that part and then the actual scene itself and then when they go into the village and they have the fight there was at like you're sitting on your at the edge of your seat from beginning to end like there's you know when you see diana trying to talk to steve you know because she can see like the pain on the people that are there and she you know the the woman tells her about the village and what the germans are doing there and then like you know she isn't gonna stand for that and she's going to go and do what whatever it takes to stop that even if you know Steve and the rest of the guys that were part of the crew uh, can't you know they're not going to be able to stop her because she she knows what she needs to do
1: and she knows that she can do it even after you know being told for forever that she's not anything
0: special <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah but and-
1: like she doesn't let that stop her and she just she believes in herself and she believes that she can help and she does and it's so powerful just watching her spring up and everything going at her and she's just going through it and slicing through them and not letting anything stop her
0: yeah and then you know you see like the realization with uh steve where he's just like okay um (laughs) I'm in this now, you know. Uh, right. like she's doing she's, this, we can do this. She's, exactly.
1: She's got our back, so we need to have hers.
0: Yeah, ex- like, that, is, that was so powerful to see. Like, you know, when she charges up to the, like, the trench where the Germans were, and she's just standing there with the shield, and then you see the rest of the the squad come up, and then finally when they, you know, bust through... You like you see all the rest of the soldier, the allied soldiers coming, you know jumping out of the trench, and you're like you know you could picture that like actually happening in real life, yeah, so from there uh besides there's no man's land, and there's so many just special moments that happen between that point in the film where the the complete the the story just ramps up in speed and it's a like a non-stop rush to the finish from there and between the scene in the village where (laughs) obviously uh we see steve and diana finally you know she sees more of the humanity of you know everyday life that you know ...through Steve's eyes, basically.
1: She does, and I think... Well, and I think, um... ...in the village... ...before, you know... ...it gets... ...gassed. (laughs) Um... ...she, um... ...like, it's a surprise to her... ...but it is also, like... ...it it delights her... ...because even through all of this pain... ...they're still, like, going on... ...they can still dance... And I think that's like what she really wanted from the world of man. I mean, that's projecting, but <laughs> like,
0: no, yeah, I definitely, yeah,
1: yeah. Whereas, like later on, when she realizes that it's not that the other side of man that they just keep going with their with their wars and their arguments, even without Ares, like. I just, I love, I loved how I wanted, I wish she'd been able to like, hold on to that feeling in the village for the whole thing instead of having to learn how, how bad it can be too.
0: learn, learn the hard way. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, so, well, that sort of leads to the thing where, what did you think of the, the twist with Ares? Because either I'm just an idiot and didn't see it coming or, or what? Cause like uh, I didn't expect it at all.
1: Oh, I I totally knew it wasn't going to be Ludendorff, and I was kind of expecting it to be <laughs> to be him because like because of the way they underutilized Doctor Poison, which mm-hmm. I would have been my other, w- which was the other person who I was thinking it my Aries might be, but it's just like they totally like just didn't use her enough and didn't make her important enough to actually have it be her. Which I was kind of disappointed with. I really wanted it to be Doctor Poison.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she she could have had a bigger role than she did.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very annoyed that like anything that she would have been she would have done uh, was given to Ludendorff, and he was like the the primary force, driving force, and all of that. When he, and she was just like his little s- computer puppet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and when you know, upon second viewing I did I finally saw more of the hints that you could see with the the British minister, um Sir Patrick Morgan was his name. You can um you know, after you see it the second time or multiple viewings, you see more you've you know, it's more and more obvious that you can see the way he talks and about like Steve's mission when they're on the phone, he's like He's talking. You can't go and kill Ludendorff and everything like this. And you can see how, in, in it's really subtle in the words that he's using. That uh, you can tell that I figured it out like on the second viewing. That okay, that makes sense. That he actually was Ares.
1: Sure. I mean, I've still only seen it once, but um, I think I think it makes a lot of sense in that all there is no actual good side which just, oh yeah which i think is um i think that's part of why setting it during world war 1 was so smart because with world war 2 like it's the dichotomy is very like obvious because you have nazi germany and you have everyone else and mm-hmm. whereas like world war 1 like because it's so nebulous the way that it started and just like the the things that each side believes in, like it's all politics, and it's all like I think that because of that, it makes sense it made a lot of sense that Ares would be on the ally side or whatever they're called in World War one.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> but, my high school history courses, but yeah. <laughs> um, Gosh, I
1: wrote, I wrote a World War One series. I should know this, but <laughs> it's been like five years. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I think, um, cause all like the, what, was, um, Oh my god! Was it in this movie? Was Diana talking about how generals um, actually fight and not um, yeah sit yeah, behind it? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, I feel like that's a pretty common theme, and I might have been mixing something <laughs> up. But like, when oh, yeah, you're that's... not fighting, it's easy to get lost behind the scenes, and so I think it makes sense that he would be on that side. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was like, it's a really uh, interesting, you know, point of view. Shift that where we see how Diana you know grew up and how she was raised in her culture on Themyscira compared to the different military culture in Man's World where you know in Man's World the generals like they she you know she yells at them where they sit in a boardroom and sent where they send off these people that they'll never meet to die where as opposed to the Amazons where you know the generals. Are the ones that are actually leading the charge into the battle you know is you know they're sisters, and you know they they're gonna fight together, so like being her you know seeing that sort of dichotomy is really you know gives more perspective to the differences in her culture how you know where she you know what she needs to learn when she you know gets the man's world
1: yeah, although honestly. Let's just all go live on the mascara.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, like, not that
1: you can, but <laughs>
0: no, that's true, yeah, I can pretend.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I do get that. Like, it's a much smaller society, so it's uh, it's easier for the generals to be in the mix of it. But the fact that you know, in man's world, it's so completely separate, and it's still completely separate. And yeah, yeah, even, it is a very different,
0: important. Difference. Even today, it's still different. <laughs> So, besides that, uh, let's see what else. Sure, trying to think, we're we're just kind of like randomly going through the story itself and everything. But uh, no, that's story. The best
1: part. I mean, honestly, like I love. The, I think the story is very good. But honest, like just living in that world, like that feeling of Diana is Wonder Woman. She's the one who can save you and knowing that the mascara is there, and there's all of these kick ass women out there, um which oh my gosh, the Amazon I love that the Amazons were um portrayed by like actual like bodybuilders and crossfit people and wrestlers and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I um I got the like the making of the film book at the comic shop the uh over the weekend and they go through details of you know how they decided to you know use that as the cast and not just pick actresses and you know have them train to be you know you know lift weights and go through rigorous training how they were like no we wanted they you know the film producers and Patty the director they wanted it to feel so authentic so that's why they went that route using actual you know olympians and which is why
1: that is probably going to go down as one of the most memorable battle scenes like ever oh yeah so you get two of them in this film you get no man's land and you get Themyscira of Hell
0: yeah that was like that was breathtaking just to see that you know that battle on the beach and you get the soldiers who I mean besides the obviously that they have guns and they can shoot from range but besides that they have like they stand no chance (laughs) no absolutely not yeah so what about the I know you have some thoughts on this the decision that Diana makes to you know take Steve and leave on her own and then her confrontation with uh, Hippolyta (sighs)
1: So, this is a trope that I absolutely hate, is the I'm gonna withhold information from you for your own good, even when you know that, like, the only way that can end is in disaster. hmm And the fact that Hippolyta did it, just, it was so pointless. There was no reason to do that. They were like, oh, you know, what, what even was the reason they gave that he'll be able to find her? Like, he found her anyway.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he was like.
1: <laughs> so all it is is oh, we're gonna make sure that you're less prepared to deal with these inevitable issues that you are going to have to deal with. So it's yeah. like, um, so I I was not a fan of that, and I was really sad that it wasn't Philippa training um, Diana.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that seems like uh, in a lot of the comics, that's who it actually is.
1: Yeah. Although I am glad that it means that she didn't, you know, die because <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That's true. uh
1: we don't need more dying so black women dying so that the white woman can go on.
0: <laughs> that is very true.
1: Yeah. But I I really hope that since, you know, Patty is going to be doing Wonder Woman 2, that we get her. <laughs> and we get a lot of her.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what sort of story could come out of a sequel. Obviously, we could... There's numerous things that they could do, whether take it to World War II, where, you know, her origin from the comics came from, or turned it into present day. So...
1: I Okay, so I know this film gets compared a lot, or has been getting compared a lot from the beginning to um, Captain America, first Avenger, yep. and how in Cap 2 they went present day. But... I would really like to see them go present day and I want to see Amazons in present day and I want to go back to Themyscira and so I would love that, honestly.
0: Yeah, that would be like, that would be, you know, that would be taking a sort of thing from the uh, Wonder Woman animated movie that came out in 2009 where it's set in present day and the Amazons come because Ares, you know, <laughs> Oh my gosh, wait, and...
1: speaking of that movie... Can we talk about how great it is that Steve is the Steve that we got and not this, Ugh. like, trash Steve from that movie who's, like, a sexist, misogynist mess? Yes.
0: <laughs> because
1: I, I, I mean, that was, like, such a good decision, and I just, I, I would have been so mad if we'd gotten a Steve like that.
0: <laughs> like
1: that is not who Diana deserves.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all. Like, the Steve that we got in this film is like, the every single, like, good character trait that any of the Steves in any of the comics have, like, rolled into one.
1: Absolutely. They were like, we are going to make this the best possible Steve in the world, and I am so glad they did. (laughs) Like, obviously, it wasn't perfect or anything, but, like, his flaws were, like, real people flaws and not, you know, total asshole flaws.
0: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. He, you know, he just had so many... So many nuances to him where, you know, it's he was so relatable and his, you know, his struggles in trying to, you know, make that connection between, you know, the world that he's living in with Diana. It's like just to, you know, to see that struggle play out and, you know, throughout the movie is it's so worthwhile. I mean, the ending, obviously, is heartbreaking, but, you know, it's just... I mean, we it knew was, it was going
1: to end like that. Yeah, like... Uh, there was really uh, no other choice. I know. But, I uh, mean, I guess if you don't know the comics at all, you wouldn't have been expecting it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Although, um, I mean, in Batman versus Superman, you did get a hint that he was no longer there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the things where, like... If you go back and watch it adds so much context to that uh the scene where Superman uh gets killed. I'm using uh air quotations there. Wow. We know. It's
1: Superman. Yeah, How many times has he been killed?
0: <laughs> we know he's gonna be coming back, obviously. Um and like you can you just know of what Diana went through with Steve and like it just adds so much, you know, more context and heartache and it's like uh (sighs) but like uh, they're in this movie this movie their relationship was it was put together so well like it was
1: i wish we'd gotten like just some montages of them because i feel like i feel like it went from you know we're flirting and we have a connection to love really fast. Yeah, but, that's true. Like, I know, I know some people were annoyed that they end up having sex, or at least it's heavily implied that they have sex. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very, I thought that was very natural for the Diana that we saw in the movie, who's like so curious and so willing to do new things that you know she's like oh here's this person who i have this connection with yes let's do this especially after their conversation on the boat (laughs) about yeah you know
0: it was it was sort of like it was pretty much like telegraphed from you know when she like he's you know, on Themyscira like uh, when he's like in these those uh like uh, healing pools or whatever that scene. Oh yeah, she's so thirsty for the him. Scene, <laughs> the scene on the boat, like, you know, the movie's like telling you like, okay, this is gonna happen, you know. So, yeah. but I liked how but, you yeah,
1: know, I just they, I feel like like the mm-hmm. love thing was just it was so expected, like. Or, like, it didn't feel like it had the full build-up to it. It was, like, we're we're going from cute, flirty connection to, like, deep, true love in, like, no time
0: at all. Yeah, I think that was one of the, you know, the downsides to just the time constricts of the film, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if, you know, if they were able to give, like, another, you know, 20 minutes or... 25 minutes of you know film on film time then you know they could have filled that with a lot more you know like you said like a montage and more moments but you know just with the way that you know the film was paced and how you know the last you know last half to the last third just you know the the story just ramps up they really couldn't fit it in but they i think they still did a really good job of uh you know portraying it and
1: oh yeah and, i i think so and i really love the team as well
0: yeah like that was the way you know that you got to know the team and you know the how they assembled them and you how much you learn about each character was really done really well with the you know with Samir who He was uh, Northern African descent, and he just wanted to be an actor. And then when you see him talking to Diana, and he's, you know, he's like, I wanted to be an actor, but I'm the wrong color, you know? And then this is what he had to do to, you know, make a living and live his life.
1: Yeah. And And I mean, he still was doing the actor thing, just as a little different.
0: A little different. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And
1: yeah, I loved how chief which i guess is a thing that they decided to go with but yeah. <laughs> you know his car- when he was like telling diana about um his people and the struggles they've gone through and when she's like and then when he, he just like points to steve like it was it's his people's fault like mm-hmm. it's just so matter of fact no no like explanations just leaving it there like yeah it is their fault
0: <laughs> yeah and that goes along with You know, that goes along with the themes of, you know, not everybody is good, you know, sort of, you know, Steve can, you know, Steve obviously tries to, but, you know, he can't escape his people's history, just like, you know, the rest of, you know, the sides of the war. They can't escape their people's histories either, you know. Right, which I thought,
1: like, was a really great pointed... Okay, so normally I'm not about, like messages in movies but i thought mm-hmm. that was a very good way to like a good pointed reminder of you know what you can't forget that the stuff happened because mm-hmm. it it's it happened and it still affects people and it's yeah i thought that was very sharp and very well done
0: yeah i really i really liked how that was that was included and you know it it really it played and it wasn't just put in either like it actually fit into the story and, you know, you know, in the characters and their developments. So... Like, right, that absolutely. Makes me, Unlike that the makes...
1: smoke signal thing, which was just like, hey, let's, you know, be Indian <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or be Native American.
0: Yeah. So let's see what else is there. So we talked about uh, most of the characters. What about... Uh, we sort of talked about our favorite parts, obviously No Man's Land. What did you think about sort of the, this is sort of leading into some of my, some of the things I didn't like as much were the gratuitous use of the slow motion.
1: Um, I'm going to be honest, having only seen it once, I, it didn't really bother me, but
0: it was also like,
1: Thursday night, happy to see Wonder Woman. Yeah. I
0: mean, I didn't, you know, it's, it's fine. It you know, I didn't,
1: I mean, I liked, you know, seeing bullets reflecting off her bracers, but I, it did get a little overused, but mm-hmm. not like, you know.
0: It's nothing that's going to kill the enjoyment of the movie.
1: Right, exactly. It's
0: just something that, you know, there was a conscious decision from, you know, the producers and the creative team, and you can't really fault them because <laughs> the movie is still really damn good, so...
1: Yeah, honestly, my least favorite part of the movie was just how, how the team was again one woman and a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. Like, it, well, okay, that and the way that poison was just completely not used. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it just, I hate, I hate that setup, even when I'm like, oh, I like all these men, and Diana, like, plays off of all of them really well, and it, like, it works well, but then you're just constantly like, why is it always, always, always like this? It was like this in Rogue One, it's like this. I was just going to
0: say, yeah, it's like the Rogue One effect. Yeah. Yep. And, like, it's a comic book movie, so you don't have to be completely 110% historical accurate, you know? Like, well, and
1: there were a lot of women who who were a major part of World War One, And especially mm-hmm. when, like, you have a freaking espionage team. Like, there were a lot of female spies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they, I mean, you could have either added another member to the team and made it a woman. And even just that, like, one, you know, that one change could have definitely, you know, just made things a lot better. A lot better, you know. Yeah,
1: to... yeah. I feel like that change and having... Just get rid of Ludendorff. Like, have Poison do all of his, like... Yeah, or have him be her puppet. That's mm-hmm. what it should have been. He should have been her puppet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they could have... Yeah, that honestly, that probably could have made much more sense. And that the could. fact that... Plus that she, you know, since she is a historical character from the comics, you know, it would would have made a little more sense to have her be, you know, the top villain and right, have because him like, be her She's like, oh,
1: it's World War One and white men are still king, so I'm gonna use this one to get what I want. And it would have all, it could have all been her instead of her just like, it, it just really frustrates me that we get this cool female villain who's a freaking chemist, which... Um, by the by I am a chemist so that also <laughs> yeah. makes me really happy um, and then they just she's just like here let me give you some gas to make you more powerful and like just follow around like a, yeah it's very frustrating to me especially since I love I love female villains so much I love violent women and I love powerful women mm-hmm. like, whether they're good or bad
0: yeah yeah there could have been definitely some more some improvements on that end but I mean, with with Wonder Woman and, you know, her story and, you know, her story throughout the comics, a lot of her villains end up are are women in the first place. You know, there's Mm -hmm. Cheetah and Giganta and all these other female villains. So obviously, whatever they decide to go with, you know, down the road with Wonder Woman on screen, they have so much other source material to choose from so that's 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 still promising hopefully
1: yeah hopefully especially yeah like I get that it's the first one whatever which you know 2017 first one'
0: it's yeah. terrible
1: um <laughs> but well like first blockbuster I guess we should mm-hmm. say because there have been some other terrible ones but hopefully they'll be a little take a few more risks in terms of, you know, let's have the women on screen together longer and like actually talking to each other and not just talking about Aries or the world of man. Like, um, yeah. Cause I feel like that was a big misstep on the movie. This part where all the conversations actually do revolve around man's world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really, you know, besides, Besides him, they don't really ever talk about you know themselves, really, mm-hmm. which I think it would have uh, there would have been some benefit of you know Diana t- talking with either Hippolyta or Steve or any of the other characters you know talking about herself, you know what you know what she wants to do what uh, mm-hmm.
1: and i w- I wish we'd just gotten to see more about like life itself on the mascara. And not just, you know, training and, um, training and then fighting, fighting man and, um, staring at the god killer,
0: hmm
1: Like, yeah. just actual, like, living. Like, all, how all these women live.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, you could have added, like, five minutes to the beginning of the movie to just delve a little more into Themyscira so you could understand a little better where Diana is actually coming from, you know?
1: Right. Plus then all of these amazing Amazons wouldn't have just been background setting and, you know, just in the battle, they would have been like actual characters. We could have seen them like as people, mm-hmm. not just
0: warriors. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um. So we pretty much, I think, you know, we covered mostly everything there was. Um, yeesh. There's there's still a lot to unpack that, you know, as we go along with the, the show, I'm sure we'll be talking more about the movie and sort of as we go through and review, you know, the comics going through and seeing what sort of things you can compare and contrast between the characterizations and the story of the film to the stories of the characters in the comics themselves, what their differences are, similarities, things like that. So. And also
1: with, like, the animated series and stuff. Like, just how there's so many ways to show show these characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad... I, I really do like how they portray Diana and Steve. But especially Diana. Like, she, she... She... You didn't have to be... She wasn't, like, a tragic hero. And, like, everything in her life went wrong. And so now she's... She's, um... So now she's deciding to, like, fight against that. She's just like, this is what I believe is right. <laughs> and so I'm going to go for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just like she has this, just like, enormous heart that she, you know, she has this belief. And she's going to just, she's going to do whatever it takes to, you know... To follow her what she believes in what she knows is right which is like the most important thing you know if she believes it's right and what you know it needs needs to be done in the name of you know truth and justice and all the other adjectives <laughs> that are so synonymous with her you know yes. and like the film completely captured that within her so i mean you you know if there's if there's one thing to be celebrated, it's it was absolutely her characterization. That's for sure.
1: Yes, definitely. Like I'm, I'm so happy that this that that she's like out in the world in this big way, and that she captures the heart that that the movie captures the heart of who of this comic book character, like that we've loved for so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's in I mean. That's just completely, completely everything that most people were asking for. Like, you know, if you even people that, you know, they didn't know what they were going into, you know, they weren't expecting anything like this. And then they came out of it and are like, "Okay, this is what Wonder Woman really is. Yes. And
1: I'm excited to talk more about her in the comics as well.
0: Yeah, she's... That's 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 what that's what we're here for. That's why we're it is that's why we got a, a podcast just about her. So Yeah. So So I think that will probably wrap up our general movie discussion. Obviously, you know, throughout the next the months and following discussions we'll right. tie more leading back up to into Justice film League. And leading up the Justice League and discussing the comics there'll be and shows and other movies and There'll be plenty of other things to come up where we draw back to this film and are able to, you know, talk about how it ages with the others. So so with that, we will say our goodbyes. Maya, why don't you take the chance to tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Semmy rose and also writing on my blog, FirebeeFights.com. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Those are equally good things that you all you listeners should be following. they I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> um, for me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at uh, Mike underscore Audette. You can find our show at the lasso Pod that is on Twitter. And then we also have our email address, which is lassopod at gmail dot com. And we can't be remiss without saying that we are presented by the Not Safe for Work podcast network, where you are able to find numerous other shows that will be coming soon. Where the lineup
1: is pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been able to see the shows coming up, and there it's a complete wide range of shows that. You, you know you wouldn't expect to be all on the same network but the the sense of the idea of the shows and bringing your voices out is the uh, is a the common theme so we think if you like our show you'll definitely like all the other shows that are going to be coming out absolutely righty so with that I think it is our time to say see you later bye